You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, hard to know where to start today, of course. Folks, we got the debt ceiling discussion, if you can call it that. We've got Democrats in the White House telling us how horrible everything will be if any spending cuts, I guess, are actually made. Do you know that everything will just go to hell in a handbasket if Kevin McCarthy's suggestions about spending cuts are even considered? Can you imagine that? Well, we'll just keep going on our merry way. Let's just keep raising the debt ceiling. It doesn't matter. It's just monopoly money, right? Well, it's not. Real people actually need the budget to work. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week. When we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program, folks. It's the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. Thank you for joining in today. It is Friday, April the 21st, 2023. We're not just racing through and rocketing through the program. We're racing through and rocketing through the year, it feels like. And uh, that is uh, that is the long and the short of it. And by the way, folks, speaking of rocketing, uh, the SpaceX rocket blew up on Thursday about four minutes into its flight. It wasn't supposed to do that, obviously. Uh, but uh, they did say that they learned a lot uh, from this. And, of course, every launch, there was no car no satellites, and of course, more importantly, no people on board. Um, but it is exciting to start to see uh, this kind of thing start to happen again on a regular basis. Not the rockets blowing up, but the rockets going up uh, into uh, outer space, and uh, we continue to uh, to go that route. There's a lot to, uh, lot to learn out there, and there's a lot of resources and a lot of kinds of things that are just, uh, I think, really going to change our world um, over time as we continue uh, to, uh, to literally have to invent new things to go out and explore. So just as we did with the with the moonshot, they had to invent stuff. It hadn't been invented yet, but President Kennedy set us on a course at that time, uh, knowing that we could do it, gave a time limit, do it within the uh, the close of the decade. And of course, it was done uh, with time to spare. Uh, well, no time to spare here on the program today, folks, because we have so much to talk about. And we're going to talk about the debt ceiling. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some poll numbers that have come out. Uh, you know, we're expecting, I guess, we're expecting to have uh, 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 Joe Biden uh, announce his uh, re-election campaign. We'll take a look at uh, some polls and how Democrats feel. Speaking of election campaigns, we have Larry Elder, who has now thrown his hat into the ring. We'll talk a little bit um, about that as well. Uh, we also want to talk about some economic issues uh, that are happening uh, out there uh, in terms of foreclosures, for example, the overall issues with commercial property. This is all going to affect everybody. Uh, we're 
we're going to start to see some really, uh, I, I think, very negative things happen out there in the markets, um, which eventually are going to lead, of course, uh, into the private sector and the, uh, the just private homes, private individuals, not just big companies, uh, because of uh, the effect it's going to have. Uh, and I'm, I'm not happy to report something like that, uh, but these indicators that we're watching are incredibly uh, foreboding. Uh, to say the least. Uh, so at any rate, we have so much to talk about on the Friday slash weekend edition. And also, I want to say a special welcome to everybody who's finding this program from my appearances six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, of course, all of that emanating from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida, and going out along the GCN network and also some of the Salem Media Group stations as well, other independent stations and it's really really something to be part of uh, this uh, this radio show that is literally uh, making its mark in the overnights uh, for a, so long it's been growing and growing and keeps growing and we're really proud of it and I'm really glad to be part of it and uh, the captain and I of course will have a complete wrap up of all of the day's political news all of the other breaking news as well because news does break overnight in America no doubt about it and the Captain and I are usually the very first ones to bring it to you. In fact, earlier this morning on the program, and by the way, it all gets started at 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's also 2 a.m. Eastern time, um, and that'll be later on today. Uh, so if you're in the uh, Western time zone, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you're in the Eastern time zone, early Saturday morning, that's 2 a.m. And earlier this morning or last night, depending on your time zone, the captain and I were tracking a lot of these storms as they moved uh, through Texas and and then over towards Port Arthur, and especially with the tornado warnings, we watch these in real time, and we try to bring it, uh, bring the information to our listeners because we do have affiliates in those areas. And of course, we wish everybody well. But once again, welcome to everybody. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com for links to listen live to AM860 The Answer. We also have the GCN Network feed uh, there for you as well if you'd like to listen in that way. And then also, you can go to the Captain's America Third Watch. Com. That's the Captain's America thirdwatch.com. And we hope to see you there. You can call in live and opine, and all that happens later on, as I was just saying. So, okay, let's let's talk about this here real quick. The debt ceiling uh, proposal, uh, the uh, the debt limit proposal that the uh, uh, that the Republicans, the GOP House Republicans, are uh, are proposing, of course, is just talking about you know, look, we, we need to cut some spending. We're going to cut about. $4.5 trillion will raise the debt by about $1.5 trillion over the next year. That gets us at least into next year uh, because we were already hitting the $31.4 trillion debt limit uh, that we have already. And some cuts would seem to be warranted. It seems to make sense. Well, listen to what Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House had to say. I think we have enough time right before this first part of the break, and then we'll hear the uh, the rest on the other side. But check this out. To clean up toxic pollution and lower costs through clean energy tax credit, Speaker McCarthy unveiled a ransom note holding our economy hostage. It's a 320-page plan to kill jobs. <laughs> it's a ransom note. It's a it's going to kill the jobs. If they're going to. Armageddon is going to commence, evidently. We'll hear more about it after the break. Stay right there. 
You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need. Promo code CAPTAIN, and you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you'll be helping out this program as well as the CAPTAIN's program, and we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, uh, for that great intro and liner. And we're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook here in just a little bit on the program as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. And folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com, and you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify and also Rumble as well if you want to check it out there. And we keep going up and up and up just like the music is doing right there. And we're doing that for one reason and one reason only, friends. And that is because of you, the listener. Thank you so much 
for uh, spending time with us here on the show, first and foremost, and then also for sharing the program on your social media, telling your friends about it, uh, sending me friend requests and messages on Facebook. Really do appreciate it because, by the way, if you go to kylewarrenshow.com, you can find out how to uh, find me on social media, uh, how you can send me a direct message, and when you do, please be sure to give me uh, uh, your location, your general location, and we'll give you a shout-out uh, here on the uh, on the program. Uh, uh, but once again, it is the Friday slash weekend edition, and we have so much more to tell tell you about. Uh, when we were just going to break, we heard Corinne Jean Pierre reading from the binder, the 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 all knowing, the all seeing. You know what? Can I get a big boomy voice on that? I, I I have a feeling we need a new thing here when we talk about the binder, and and we need to respect the binder. Uh, we need to. Can I have the big boomy voice? Here we go. It is the all knowing, all seeing. Binder. That's <laughs> it's like it's like it's almost any question you want to ask. You know what's what's the weather going to be like? Hold hold on, let me consult the binder. You know that that's kind of thing. All right, and that's kind of sad because you know she should really be able to not have to just read from the binder. But those those who create. The sacred entries of the binder, uh, they're the ones that write the sacred words that are to be spoken by Corinne Jean-Pierre as she consults the all-knowing, all-see binder. That's that's what we have. Okay, so when last we left Corinne Jean-Pierre, she was telling us this was the, the, uh, the debt proposal was a ransom note. It's to hold the economy hostage. And by the way, when she was at the White House press briefing room to speak from the binder, uh, they have this uh, graphic up. And of course, you have President Biden's plan. And it lists off all the wonderful things he'll ever do. Um, And then next to it, it's the MAGA House Republicans plan. It's the MAGA House. Everything is MAGA this and MAGA that. They have latched on to that terminology uh, because, and that's very specific. They want to frame all Republicans in some way that they think is going to be incredibly negative uh, to anybody who happens to tune in and watch the evening, evening news. So let's let's listen in again to Karine Jean-Pierre. This is a ransom note. And by the way, it, it gets you'd, you'd think ransom note is bad, but it gets a lot worse from there. Let's listen in. Through clean energy tax credit. Speaker McCarthy unveiled a ransom note holding our economy hostage. It's a 320 page plan to kill jobs, fill our cities with smog and give asthma to our children. Okay, stop the right there. Would- okay, we're going to I just want to be clear on this. We're going to fill the cities with smog. We're going to fill them with smog and I guess as an added bonus, they think that they're going to give all the children asthma. See, this is this is the idea. We can't keep going the way we're going. In other words, they don't even want to even talk about maybe spending their money smarter. They it's it's just spending. And, you know, you've never met a Democrat party elite who doesn't love spending. But you see, again, that's also part of the messaging. The messaging, my friends, is that if 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 Democrats say, well, we're going to cut some spending here and there, they think that that just means cutting votes because they have to be literally they are bound to have to come out and say we are spending a lot. 
and we're never going to stop. In fact, it's going to be more, and uh, and we're going to defeat the MAGA Republicans uh, who want to fill the cities with smog. I mean, and talk about. I mean, we talk about messaging on the show all the time because that's what the Democrats rely upon. This is this is the one thing, and they're finally getting to this point now where they can't rely on messaging for every little thing that they've ever done or, or that they ever want you to think. They can't rely on it because people have these this thing called perception. And they, they go outside and they look around their world and they see what's happening and they look across the street and they see what's happening with their neighbor and maybe their job, maybe their property. They go to the store and they see the prices and they go around and they they realize i don't have as much money as i thought i did right okay just go back a couple of years ago and you had a hundred dollars is it buying the same stuff today go get a hundred dollars worth of groceries on the day that president trump left office and then go buy a hundred dollars worth of groceries today after joe biden's been there now and you make the comparison. See, these are comparisons that 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 people see every day and they perceive and they realize. The Democrats want you to say, don't believe your lying eyes. No, no, no. You're, everything's good. The economy is good. What's bad is these MAGA Republicans are trying to kill the economy. But Joe Biden's already doing a great job. So let's let's listen in a little bit more. Repeal the Inflation Reduction Act's green energy tax credit, sending thousands of jobs back to China. It would make it easier for oil companies to use toxic chemicals that cause severe burns, damage people's eyes, and quite literally melt bones. Okay, stop right there. So also, the bones will start melting. I just want you to understand the, the apocalyptic nature of the notion of cutting some spending out of the federal budget, not all spending out of the federal budget, and certainly the idea that bones will now start to be melted uh, is, honestly, this is what's written in the binder. The big boomy voice with the binder, the binder. It, it's this is what's written in the binder, so it must be true. <laughs> Just telling you that much. Okay, let's let's continue. It would severely weaken the Clean Air Act, sending us back to the times when cities across the country filled with heavy smog that dirties our air, air and poisons the lungs of our children. It's no surprise that over a dozen health and medical organizations, including the American Lung Association and the Children's Environmental Health Network, oppose these dangerous proposals. Speaker McCarthy, extreme MAGA proposals would be a climate and health disaster that President Biden won't allow on his watch. Okay, stop right there. President Biden is not going to allow this because why? Because President Biden is strong. This is the takeaway from what she's talking about. President Biden is strong. Um, And again, it's all about perception. These are dangerous MAGA proposals. Uh, This is going to kill jobs. Uh, Somehow the cities will fill with smog, um, which is kind of hard to believe. And I'm not trying to be too flip here, but it's kind of hard to believe because doesn't everybody have an electric car at this point? Aren't we? And we're getting rid of of gas stoves. Aren't we doing that, too? Uh, Of course, we're not really, because I don't think they can go through and do all this um, that they think that they could do. But they really want to do this. See, this is this is the point. 
They really want to do this. They they are salivating, my friends, for a monoparty system, just like we have here in California. Most of you know, of course, I'm based here in California. Uh, so when you have a monoparty system, you can pretty much make whatever regulation you want. You can pretty much do whatever you want. And the Republican contingent of the state legislature just need not show up. <laughs> just they don't even have to come into work if you don't want to, uh, because it's, I'm, I'm being I'm being extreme here. But it's almost because, of course, it just doesn't matter. But this is the model, by the way, for the rest of the country. California is the model. And now, of course, does anybody want our, our cities to fill with smog? Does anybody want people's bones to be melted? Well, of course not. Of course not. It's the, the, to, to even start talking about stuff like that seems so absurd, doesn't it? But this, again, is part of the messaging plan coming from the White House and, of course, written down in the sacred binder to speak the sacred words uh, from the binder, which cannot be questioned. Because if you question them, uh, then somehow you're probably going to be a MAGA uh, or something like that uh, in some way that they will try to uh, to get after you. But this is not going to be helpful, folks, this kind of discussion. What Americans really want, they want a government that actually works. I think that Americans are in such a dire financial position and or on the precipice thereof that they want to see their own government make sure that some tightening can occur such that there's going to be some kind of progress made. I really think that this is what they want. And they don't want this kind of fighting and all this kind of stuff. And they certainly don't want to be threatened with, your bones will melt. Stay right there. We have so much more to talk about. Friday slash weekend edition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. Jedediah Morse was a pioneer American educator, clergyman, and father of Samuel Morse, the inventor of the Morse Code. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Jedediah studied for the ministry at Yale and in 1789 accepted a call to the First Church of Charleston, Massachusetts. He was alarmed by how far the clergy had moved from doctrinal orthodoxy. In 1799, Jedediah Morse stated, Our dangers are of two kinds, those which affect our religion and those which affect our government. They are, however, so closely allied that they cannot, with propriety, be separated. To the kindly influence of Christianity, we owe the degree of civic freedoms and political and social happiness mankind now enjoys. In proportion, as the genuine effects of Christianity are diminished in any nation, in the same proportion will the people of that nation recede from the blessings of genuine freedom. It follows that all efforts made to destroy the foundation of our holy religion ultimately tend to the subversion also of our political freedom and happiness. Wherever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican form of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. May we the people remember that without God, the United States shall simply be gone under. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. You're listening to Kyle Warren.
right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through on this Friday slash weekend edition. Don't forget, go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast, find out more about the program, and, of course, have links to listen live to the Captain's America Third Watch radio program, all coming up at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Saturday. And, of course, uh, I'm on there with the captain, uh, the host of the program, of course, uh, uh, broadcasting from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. And the captain and I will have a wrap-up of all of the day's events, the political news, and, of course, breaking news uh, as well uh, from all over the country and the world. Okay, so uh, we talked a little bit about the debt uh, the debt proposal and how this is going to be uh, literally an Armageddon. Well, of course, that's not going to happen. They just want to tell you that somehow it's going to happen. Um, but here's one of the things, though. If you can raise the debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion, uh, it uh, puts us into next year. That's part of what they're trying to do, I believe. Put us into next year. And, of course, that means the debt ceiling, the debt uh, in general, will be a major, major uh, topic for uh, the presidential election. Well, uh, let's listen in here briefly to a partial uh, part of a segment uh, with Tucker Carlson uh, from yesterday on Thursday where Larry Elder made a very interesting uh, announcement, a very special announcement. Let's listen in uh, to Tucker briefly here as he talks to Larry Elder. Larry Elder has been in California media forever telling the truth in a really smart and sometimes hilarious way. He just ran for governor of California in a recall election against Gavin Newsom. He came up short after the state's media united to call him a white supremacist. Still makes us laugh. It's pretty offensive, actually. But he's not deterred. He has a major announcement for us tonight. Our friend Larry Elder joins us now. Larry, thanks so much for coming on. So, I'm so, and I'm sorry to laugh at that. I'm sure it's hard <laughs> for you to laugh at, but it's just it's so insane. Um, so what are you up to next? But Tucker, you almost have to laugh at it. It's so ridiculous. And actually, the, yeah. the actual quote was, Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, Tucker. And the subheadline was, you've been warned. By the way, one other <laughs> LA Times columnist referred to my views as white supremacists. Why? Because I'm pro-life, because I don't buy the notion that America is systemically racist, because I want secure borders, because I want us to be energy uh, in independent instead of energy dependent, uh, because yes. I know that our urban schools are a disaster. Uh, so for all those reasons, I was called the black face of white supremacy and a white supremacist in terms of my views. My announcement, Tucker, is that I'm announcing that I'm running for the presidency of the United States on your program. And thank you wow. so much for giving me this honor and this platform. Of course. Uh, my website is elderforpresident.com, elderforpresident.com. And Tucker, the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, my father was a World War II vet. He served in, in, on, on the island of Guam. He was a Marine first black Marines, they were called Monfort Point Marines. My older brother, my late older brother, Kirk, was in the Navy during the Vietnam era, and my little brother, Dennis, actually served in Vietnam in the Army. I'm the only one who didn't serve, and I don't feel good about that. Uh, I feel I have a moral, a religious, and a patriotic duty to give back to a country that's been so good to my family and to me, and that is why I'm doing this, Tucker. Well, there you have it, of course. There's uh, Tucker Carlson talking with uh, Larry Elder. That's a pretty uh, pretty big announcement, of course, to have made on Tucker's program and uh, Larry Elder running for president. Um, but some of the things he said, I think, are so intriguing and so correct and so right uh, in the sense that 
Uh, he's talking about America that is not a systemically racist country. He's talking about America that is a land of opportunity. He tells a story about his father, uh, who literally came from nothing um, and was successful in this country. That's the kind of America that Larry Elder is talking about. Uh, that's the kind of America that you and I have. That's the kind of America that anybody can have. And this has always been the promise. But what's happening these days um, is the notion of tearing everything apart. And how are things being torn apart? Well, things are being torn apart primarily by the race game. And that is to say every single thing about our society, about our culture, about everything having to do with the United States is somehow rooted in, based in, stems from and is controlled by racism. Uh, this And of course, here's the thing. We, we've all seen uh, incidents of racism. We've all studied about it in history. Uh, we know that racism is a real thing. We know that people have, some people have a very, very bad views and they're hurtful, they're harmful, and there have been atrocities that have happened in history that should never happen again. We all understand this. In fact, when I was studying American history growing up and in school and in college, um, we saw history warts and all. We saw history for what it was. That's the only way that you can teach history. There's not another special history that you need to teach in order to have a frank and honest discussion about racism, okay? But once every single thing in our society is politicized and especially undergirded only with racism, essentially, um, that is only a recipe for tearing the country apart. I got to tell you, the, the governments in Beijing and Moscow and even other places are sitting back and watching what's happening in the United States. And they're saying, do you see, do you see this great experiment, how it is an utter failure to their eyes, right? It is an utter failure. Uh, we are, that we are going to be able to take them over very easily with, you know, in terms of our influence, economy and so forth, because they're going to crumble and they know why we're crumbling, because it is crumbling from the inside, because you have people who have no other idea other than to tear America apart, and they have no problem in pitting people one against the other, especially if they have a different skin color. This is madness, and this goes on and on, and there is, does seem to be acquiescence, especially in the media, uh, entertainment, and so forth, that actually helps focus in on this and exacerbate these problems. Go back 30, 40 years, and I don't think that you see the same kinds of issues that we even have today. Were there always, was there always some kind of racial tension or racial issues? Well, of course. But here was the thing, as I was growing up, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it bears repeating. As I was growing up, my perception was that, for example, in the 1960s, uh, here came Dr. Martin Luther King to prominence, and civil rights came out of that and the country, because of the foundational structure that we have, because of that, we are able to move in the right moral direction, in the proper moral direction. 
And yes, unfortunately, it does take time. But my view of the United States has always been that it was created in such a way such that it would change for the better and that we would always be heading the the right moral direction. I really do think that's a powerful idea. I really do think it does bear repeating. It's something that's missing with all of this talk and all of this division, looking to divide people any way that you can, for any reason that you can, such that it creates destabilization. And um, again, I think you have the governments, especially in Beijing and Moscow, that look over and say, aha, it's just a matter of time. Well, we can't give them that kind of satisfaction. We can't um, simply acquiesce to those who for some reason hate this country or hate the system or hate the ability that people can be free and can be self-determinant. You see, especially in Beijing and Moscow, the idea of self-determination, that's anathema. That's something that doesn't uh, compute. It just doesn't compute. It can't. What do you mean you want to be what you want to be? What, what do you mean you want to be different? What, what, you know, in other words, there's, there's a lot of things going on in this country, even today a lot of people don't agree with. But the bedrock fact of it is that this is the country where people can express themselves. And, and I, I don't mean this in any kind of a, a sarcastic way per se, because I, I don't want I, I to go down that road uh, with this. But if you went to Tehran and you tried to, uh, to express yourself in ways that they don't like uh, in Tehran, uh, the, the overlord, the government there, um, th it's going to not turn out well, right? Uh, if you try to go to some of these other countries, these other systems, it's not going to turn out well. America is based on freedom. And I would, I would challenge people who think that America is fundamentally wrong, bad, racist. Well, this is the one place in the world where you can probably even start talking about stuff like that. Otherwise, it's a very, very different outcome in many different parts of the world. And you definitely have to consider that before America is somehow disintegrated because there's no other cavalry coming across, coming over the hill to save you. This is it. This is the place to be when it comes to freedom. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross in the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year, so make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. And won't you join me now in giving the gift of life? Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood.
This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. And we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Glad to be with you, of course. Don't forget, go to kylewarrenshow.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. Find out also different places where you can find the program. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Podcast Republic. Uh, you can find us on Rumble now. Uh, we're getting a lot more people finding us there. And uh, that's uh, that's very good. Um, and uh, by the way, folks, by the way, uh, don't forget, I'll be back on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. That's later on this evening, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, go to kylewarrenshow.com. Links to listen live to uh, AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa. Also, the GCN network feed is there as well. So we hope that you can join us. And also, of course, you can uh, call in uh, during the program if you'd like to speak to me or the captain. And uh, Captain Matt Bruce, of course. And uh, we will be happy to hear from you. Okay, let's shift gears here a little bit. You know, we've been talking about the economy. Uh, We've been talking about... Um, also, uh, what's happening, what we're seeing in commercial property right now uh, because of the lending, basically a lending stop. It's just stopped. Uh, I think I, I think you could call it that. Um, that's because uh, interest rates have gone up. Uh, lending is tightened uh, to the extreme. Uh, and don't forget, this these regional banks, by the way, uh, that have done that do most of the lending uh, for these kinds of these kinds of buildings and so forth. And uh, so all these banks. And by the way, I'll tell you this much, too. Investors are absolutely I don't want to say panicking uh, in in the because that has a different kind of connotation to it, but they are looking literally every single day at what's happening at, quote, their bank. Okay, Uh, what their bank is doing, how's their bank, what's happening, are are the deposits flowing out of their bank, do they need to move their money, are they going to be one of the these depositors that that flows out of the bank to something else, they are concerned. And, um, and of course, where there is a lot of uncertainty and concern. Sometimes that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Okay, well, this from uh, this from CBS News foreclosure spike. As banks lower the boom on homeowners. Before we get into this article here, I, I think generally speaking, whether it's a, a single family home or if it's a commercial office building or if it's a, um, a multifamily complex, um, any kind any kind of property that you're borrowing on and that you're having that you're struggling with. 
I think you're going to find that the lenders are going to be lowering the boom faster than than ever and not, quote, work with the borrower. Uh, to to a, a greater degree, okay. Uh, to some degree, I mean, there's you know there's all kinds of regulations where you can redeem things and this kind of stuff. But I'm not getting into that. What I mean to say is bar as lenders working with borrowers, trying to make sure that they don't uh, fall into foreclosure. I think that they want to uh, only because they believe that that's not maybe going to work so well because the incomes drop precipitously once your loan-to-value ratio changes um, and uh, you're not pulling enough money out of the revenue of these income properties. Uh, So that's that's a big deal. So here we go. Uh, From CBS, Americans are losing their home at a faster rate this year as banks make up for the lost time after state and federal foreclosure bans expired. Lenders repossessed nearly 96,000 properties for the the first three months of 2023, up 22% from the same period last year, according to real estate data provider Adam. Foreclosures, uh, pardon me, uh, real estate provider Adam. Foreclosures are especially surging in some states. Illinois had the nation's highest foreclosure rate last year at one in every 762 homes. Now, followed by this, folks, Delaware. Uh, one in 812, and New Jersey, one in 824. Housing experts in Illinois pointed to the expiration of the foreclosure moratorium the state implemented during the pandemic as one factor behind the jump in people losing their homes. That quote created a potential backlog of foreclosure activity, said Jeff Smith, executive director of DePaul University's Institute for Housing Studies in Chicago, noting that many households were technically in foreclosure while the ban was in place. Right, because they were probably so far behind in their monthly mortgage payment. Uh, the restrictions on foreclosures were lifted in late 2021, quote, so now lenders are catching up, unquote. Uh, Daniel Lindsay, chief litigation officer for Legal Aid Chicago, told CBS Money Watch. Elsewhere around the U.S., California had the most foreclosure proceedings underway in the first quarter, with nearly 7,000 cases in the courts, followed by Texas, Florida, and New York. A home was considered to be in foreclosure after a mortgage company, or after a mortgage payment, rather, is between 30 and 90 days late, depending on the state. Um, Adam CEO Rob Barber said foreclosures are rising, even though the federal government took steps during the pandemic to limit the activity. But of course, that was also a an artificial limitation, right? And now that now that that is lifted, there's still the issues are uh, that uh, people can't make up the difference or they can't work with their lender. In fact, during the pandemic, we were talking, especially in the Captain's America, in order to contact your lender and try to get something worked out um, because people were being that weren't able to work, their businesses dried up, um, et cetera, et cetera. We all know the story. It's a sad story. Uh, but uh, this is now starting to come to uh, fruition. And um, it's a most unfortunate thing uh, to be uh, to be sure. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, we're going to be watching. Uh, by the way, as a corollary here from Markets Insider, Jeremy Grantham warns U.S. house prices will drop. The S&P 500 could plunge 52 percent and more banking problems may lie ahead. Prepare for a prolonged decline in U.S. house prices. And again, a potential 52% plunge in the S&P and more banking problems, Jeremy Grantham has warned. American homes are very expensive relative to household incomes. Yeah, well, you could say that again. Have you seen how the the price of housing these days? 
Um, and now here's the here's the deal, right? That sounds like Joe Biden, right? Here's the deal, right? Here is the deal. Houses are expensive relative to how much money people are are making. And then you have these higher interest rates now where it's virtually, as far as I can tell, it's virtually impossible to refinance because you may, a lot of people want to refinance and take money out of their home, right? But then uh, now now they're faced with a astronomical new payment, Right. Because of the higher interest rates and whether or not you can even get someone to give you the loan, because watch out, they're going to be incredibly tight in how they make their loans. And I think if anybody, not just borderline, I, I think, you know, you're going to have to have this, the five-star gold-plated everything about, about your, your, your credit situation um, in order to be able to even start to get something like that. Uh, only because the banks don't want to lend out uh, at this point from what, again, from what I understand, because they're going to have to sell that loan out in the market and those aren't happening right now. And then they have less cash to lend out. It, it goes on and on. And so here we, it's, it's, it can be a crunch is what they call it. Right. Um, American homes are very expensive relative to household incomes and surging mortgage costs have eroded people's home buying power. Uh, as people gradually realize their properties are worth far less than they thought, they're likely to feel poorer and cut back, get this, on foreign trips, graduate schooling, other big-ticket items, Grantham predicted. The decline in spending could temper economic growth, he noted. It doesn't happen overnight, he says, but housing casts a very long shadow, and economically it's more dangerous than the stock market, Grantham said. The bad news is it moves very slowly. Uh, the peak last time was 2006 and didn't go through, didn't trough rather, until 2012. It took six years. I don't expect a crash, but I expect house prices to drift back to more affordability. So we're watching for this kind of thing uh, to happen. He goes on to say that he's uh, sounded the alarm on a super bubble spanning stocks, bonds, and real estate in January of 2022. Rather, he partly blamed the asset price boom and near zero interest rates, which encouraged spending and oversaving and made it very cheap to borrow. However, in a bid to curb historic inflation, the Federal Reserve has hiked rates. About 5% in the past 13 months or so, the U.S. bank's central actions have raised the cost of mortgages, car loans, credit cards, and other types of debt. By the way, folks, you know, I, I hear, I listen to some of these experts, and they all kind of say the same thing. They say, hold on to your cash, right? That's what they're saying anyway. Um, but people will pull back. There will be a stopping point, I think, in spending. Right now, people have gone through their savings. They've gone through their credit cards. They've done this kind of stuff in order to maintain a certain level of spending. But I think that there, we are going to see a massive putting, putting on of the brakes of this. And that is going to have a major effect in the economy because as the perception goes, um, as the perception goes, that's exactly what people will do with their spending. By the way, folks, who's going to run for president? Is Joe Biden going to run? Well, he's supposed to announce, but there are some polls saying that maybe maybe some Democrats will, will vote for him, but others won't. I guess we'll see. We'll see on the radio tonight, by the way, and we'll see you right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe, take care out there. You're listening to Kyle Warren.